Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Bagging Book Club, the fortnightly podcast where we record a podcast, well done, uh, where we review a book about sex and gender and banging. I'm Lena Norms. I'm Hannah Witten. And I'm Lucy Moon. Woo! Can we get a woo? Yes, listeners at home, you have guessed correctly. We are not alone. We have managed to make more than two friends. Congratulations. We have many friends. Would anybody in the audience like to say hello to the listeners in the future? Time travel. Say hi to people listening. Hi! Um, So thank you... (laughs) Did someone say fuck off? I think that was an affectionate fuck off. Oh, well, we can swear on this podcast, so it's absolutely fine. (laughs) This month, we uh, we have read um, a book called Doing It by the author Hannah Witten. Now, usually... (laughs) Usually the authors aren't present, so we get to say whatever the fuck we want. But she's here. Sorry. Hey, Hannah. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk about the book, we're going to quiz you a little bit, but I'm going to try and not make this into a chat show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like Jimmy Kimmel. It's not, like, it's not an interview, it's more this, of a this is your sex discussion. Life, which but, would be a better version of This Is Your Life. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Maybe in 30 years we'll do This Is Your Sex Life, Anna, over the past 40 years. Oh my goodness. I mean, <laughs> I hope like it's not like a review as in like, how was that? I hope it's still a how is it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Um, uh, I think we should do, it in do like a memoir. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. So the most important, and let's face it, the best part of Banging Book Club, <laughs> the bit that definitely everybody hears, and then maybe they hear it and then they turn off, and we never get those <laughs> listeners back. But the bit that everybody knows is the sound review. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ignore the fact that we've got more than one sound making vehicle in this room, and more than three now. Um, so I thought that it'd be appropriate um, that all together we do our sound review. Now, for those of you who may not know what a sound review is, I don't know. Maybe you become your boyfriend or girlfriend. I don't know. Maybe you're not. Maybe you've wandered in from the street. Um, the sound <laughs> Sound review is where we record we record just a sound of how we felt about the book. And the words afterwards are superfluous. We don't really need them. Um, the sound is the most important thing. Podcasters can just end there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Language is limited, but sounds are infinite. So um, Shall um, we do ours first? Yeah, and then okay. as an uh, listening audience, you can collectively do one. How does that sound? Yeah. Um, Lucy? Yep. So, you guys, <laughs> you know that we say that I have trouble contributing in the podcast because everyone gets really carried away. <laughs> I feel like I've managed about three words. And they were my I'm name. sorry, Lucy. Make so a really long the sound. The thing about Lucy is she's one of my wisest friends ever, but she just slowly thinks about things. It's really beautiful. She just processes. Yeah, that's but me. That's cool. But I want you to just make a sound now spontaneously. Oh, not a, not a noise review? Noise review. Yeah. Oh, yeah. a noise review. Maybe you could make some okay. sound. Okay, no, I'll, I'll do the first noise review. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's my noise review. Ooh. I also 
and haven't talked to you guys about the book yet. So no, I'm we like, literally haven't so I'm just like, oh God, please speak. <laughs> but I could probably, because I went on tour with Hannah for the book tour, I could probably retell your losing your virginity story <laughs> like multiple times word for word. Uh, good, good, good. Lena, your, your okay, sound review? Okay, my sound review. Uh, that's my sound when I realized that Hannah wrote a book. <laughs> um, and this is what my sound review for reading the book. Oh, 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 no way. <laughs> That's a lot of sounds. Yeah, I have also, a lot of I just want to point out that you, you're just really reminding me of Catelyn Moran right now. Like, Lena I performing like, live <laughs> vibes is very Catelyn. And I just I need, like, that. a fag, right? <laughs> she means cigarette, by the way. Yeah, or like, no, now she vapes. Now she vapes, and she's realised she can vape in the South Bank Centre. She was just fully sitting in the South Bank Centre stage with a thousand people vaping, and I was like, I just... Amazing. Do I need to do a sound review? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> that's me birthing. Birth. Yeah, that's me birthing a book. <laughs> that is better than I expected. Um, okay. okay, all of you guys who have either read the book or have heard things on Twitter, um, your sound review after three. I'm going to go with that being overwhelmingly positive. So if that, it wasn't, I, just I didn't a, hear you. A flashback to like year eight when you tell people that you're dating somebody, everyone's like, oh! <laughs> <Crush>. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, so Hannah's book, when I try and explain it to people who don't know who Hannah is, which I don't know that many people who don't know who Hannah is because I don't, <laughs> I don't plan to hang out with those people for very long. Um, but the, the, when I try to explain what Hannah's book is about, um, first I'm just like, it's doing it. Fun as sex, sex, rude, sex, read it, it's hilarious. Um, but also, you know, like in, in essence, it's a sex ed book. Like it's education. Yeah. And we, we shy away from the word education quite a lot. It's fucking boring. But like <laughs> this was not, which is great. Sex <laughs> is always interesting though. Well, exactly. You know, I don't think there's any way that you can make sex boring. Well, in my opinion. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't I go to church <laughs> making the school man Lucy, do you want to tell us something? I'm good. <laughs> I think we call this fun privilege. <laughs> Fun privilege. Yeah, you had a fun child. Fun privilege. It's because I'm a seven on the Enneagram. Oh. <laughs> we can't Enneagram. People are just right like, now. oh, the fucking Enneagram. We're again. more than numbers, Hannah. We're also letters. ENFP. You're a green, you want it anyway. Let's not. Okay, so um, like, I wanted to first talk about like what we think sex ed is because I think we like throw it around a lot and like it's like, oh, like did you have a sex ed class? Yes or no? And then, you know, but did you really receive sex education? Do you know what I mean? So, so like what? Lucy. Yeah, you guys. You what, what's bit? your sex ed like? Everyone knows what mine is what, now. What is sex ed to you, in essence? What is sex ed? Sex yeah. ed is learning about sex. But I noticed that in your book, <laughs> to bring it back, oh um, you refer to it as SRE, sex and relationship education. Which yes, is that's what I've, us in the industry call it. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Like You're welcome. Lingo. Great. <laughs> I just forgot that we kind of need to learn about relationships as well. Oh, yeah, no, but that's, like, the main part of it, to be honest. It's, like, you learn about relationships and and all of the elements of that, and then when you're, like, old enough to start thinking about or having sex or wanting to have sex or not wanting to have sex, you just apply everything you've learned to that. <laughs> Copy and paste. Yeah. Drag and drop, guys. <laughs> really simple. Like, <laughs> like consent, you can, like, teach that to four-year-olds about sharing toys and hugging. <laughs> Well, that's a yeah. thing as well. So I always think, like, when people say, did you have any sex ed? I'll be like, yes, somebody talked to me about putting a penis into a vagina between the ages of 10 and 17. But they, but does sex ed, one, does sex ed start before that? Yes. And then also, sex is more than penis and vagina. So did I really get sex ed? 
No. <laughs> no. That's what about you, Lucy? Also, what was yours like? I had the most generic British sex education, probably like the same as everyone who goes to like a state school. Cob, cob, cob. Condom on banana. Yeah, condom on banana. Scary pictures of STIs. Yes. Did you watch um, the birthing video? We didn't get to watch the birthing. I think they Did showed you get some that, Lena? classes. Yes. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think I it's kind of children. half and half. <laughs> Still, <Yeah. laughs> ten years on. I think Sorry. like my brain might have erased it because I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> my mum. Biology life. <laughs> my mum never gave me the sex ed chat, but she did make me watch One Born Every Minute. So yeah. it depends. I love it. It was very, <laughs> very good as a contraceptive. <laughs> Just seeing people live tweet one born every minute was enough for me. I was like, cool. have you never seen an episode? No. Oh. I used to watch, there was that, the, the British version of Teen Mum, like 16 and Pregnant. Was that a show? Yeah. Yeah, I used yeah. to watch that. Also, have you seen 16 and Pregnant 10 years on when they're 26? Oh. Oh my wow. god, that's our age. Some of them are now <gasps> YouTube stars from it and have huge YouTube channels imagine where they're like still creating revenue from the fact they got pregnant. Amazing. No, but imagine if we had Amazing. a 10 year old. That's what that is. So my my um, best friend growing up has a 10 year old. Is so this another she got tangent? pregnant when we were 15. And I, she sat me down and she was like, I'm pregnant. I was like, how are you pregnant? I have not kissed anybody. <laughs> and I still remember that being my first question. I was like, but how? <laughs> Teach me. But yeah, so my sex education <laughs> was <laughs> pretty standard. Amazing. Um, Lena, how was yours? <laughs> was yours very Christian? Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, up until about the age of 21, I was pretty convinced I wasn't going to have sex till I was married. I have definitely had sex. <laughs> like in any other I definitely. So, Spoiler but, um, alert. So yeah, so I, I was brought up a Christian, um, which means of lots of different exciting things. Um, like this, not to stereotype, but generally it means that you have like a crushing embarrassment slash guilt around around sex, which is like really, it's a, it's a ride. Um, but I was given, <laughs> so like I, my mom and dad talked to me about it a bit, but like for a very, very long time, I believed that like, so basically, I remember there's two people at my church <laughs> that got pregnant. I mean, like, the woman got pregnant, obviously, but they, they got pregnant. It's the spirit of it, isn't it? Um, uh, until you actually get to giving birth, and then it's definitely the woman. <laughs> um, um, and, uh, like, I remember being like, Mommy, how did that happen? How? And she was like, they had a special hug. And from after that, I was really scared of hugging people. <laughs> I was like, how, how special was this hug? Um, so, yeah, and then I also got given, at some point, I'm sure I'll read it to you on the podcast, but I got given this book by my mum called The Dirt on Sex. Oh, you've shown us pictures oh, of man, it. Oh, man, it has a traffic light on the front, so it's like, like green, <laughs> orange, and red. And then inside it explains... It's like how much of a slut you are. Yes, yeah. God says oh yes. God says no. God says maybe, but try not to. So that's basically oral. <laughs> yeah. There is genuinely a chapter called Adam, like um, God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That's oh, genuinely classic. a chapter, like, oh like a serious chapter. And then remember, there's also this thing. So I used to go to loads of like Christian camps, which in some ways, like the genuine, that I'm not going to be like it was. I was, you know, there was lots of really great stuff about it, but the sex education was awful. And one of the times they said, um, like, like don't like instead of like your virginity is like cake. And it's sitting in the fridge. And you know, if you're like trying to be on a oh. diet and you don't want to eat cake, like just don't open the fridge door. Don't look at it. Don't smell it. <laughs> oh, wow. Don't touch the plate around it. The amount of analogies and, that yeah. I've heard. So like just from making like videos about sex ed and everything, people will often tell me about their sex ed experiences. Mm. So I've heard some horrific ones. There was one where the teacher got an apple and then was like, 
this is your virginity, and then took a bite out of the apple, <laughs> and was like, this is what happens when you have sex with somebody, and then passed it around the class, got everyone to take a bite out of it, and then had like this leftover core of an apple, and then just like threw it being like, is this what you would give to your husband? <laughs> I must note, was this before or after the Twilight phenomenon? Because I felt like in front of Twilight without being like... But also I think this was an American. And then another, an American friend of ours had uh, a similar experience where there was um, like a clear bowl of water and they're like, your virginity again, purity, clearness, um, and then dropped some ink in it and obviously it, like, it got dirty and they were like, this is what happens when you have sex before marriage. And then, it was, and then they added back loads of water to be like, this is what happened, you know, you're praying and you're being good, but you've st but it will never be fully clear again. <laughs> you can't see on the podcast, but our faces are like <laughs> speechless. <laughs> so I just thought I'd share that as um, context and comparison to doing it by Hannah Witten. <laughs> <laughs> Available now for $7.99 from All Good Bookshop. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and the creator store at the YouTube space. Can we just talk really briefly before we get on to like the actual itinerary I have? Is like how we read it. So I think. Oh yeah. I read it um, after writing it in a Word document. So I actually haven't read the book in its mm. final form. I've read it as a Word document. Do you think that would doc. be different for you? Yeah, because of all the illustrations and and everything. Oh yeah, and you won't get like the so certain phrases you you've said or written I've literally just have been read pulled it in out a block and like of put text. in bold. And there's one bit. Oh, yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Something, but, oh, there's a bit where you've you've written I love sex, but it's like blown up really big. Yeah, and like, I <laughs> did a post. Like oh, she just showered it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I bet you she wrote in the manuscript. Open brackets. Make this really big. <laughs> I think I probably just put it in all caps. But a lot of that stuff is what the like the designer like took her initiative and like pulled stuff out. But the whole layout of the book, I got to see like the whole thing and basically go through page by page and approve everything or change stuff. Which is kind of cool, really cool to have that control. I feel like you've had a really great publishing experience. I have. It's been amazing. That's amazing. I have to say that because some of them are here. <laughs> <laughs> no, genuinely, no, I actually haven't yeah, yeah. heard <laughs> Hannah complain about it. And I've like trolled her for it. So I work in publishing. I'm like, Hannah, are you okay? Did they treat you well? <laughs> <laughs> they treat it's, me great. They got me cake. Yeah, it's like, it's like I they feel like I'm a cake? dad. And like she's been on a date and she's come home and it's like, Hannah, how was it? How was it? <laughs> did, he, did, it was he did he buy you ice cream? <laughs> how did you guys read it then? I already know this, but just for the listeners. I read the proof copy. Uh, was it a proof copy? Yeah, yeah I got yeah. I read the proof copy um, in a book. It was a book. <laughs> I don't know how much of it, like if there were any extra bits or if I missed anything or there were a couple of typo <coughs> typos, but like everything was, yeah, yeah, just the book. It's mostly the same. Did I think you add anything? I don't think. Like I think some stuff might have changed like in terms of like the layout and the number of pages so in, like that kind of thing might have changed but not um, too much. one of the diagrams was going to be taken out and i fought so <laughs> hard can i ask which diagram it was the um internal female reproductive diagram what the clitoris one no the did you uterus draw it from and your own yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah I, no. did you like sit in a mirror and be like okay and then you just scanned it and it. the publisher. In my head, that's No, I, I sat in the Hachette offices drawing oh, so vulvas and penises. It's <laughs> just like, pull your pants down. <laughs> what, what was Hannah doing? It's for the book. It's for the book. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so that diagram of like the, the uterus and fallopian tubes and all of that stuff um, might 
uh, editor was just like, oh, we're really sorry, we have to take that out. And I was just like, no! <laughs> Absolutely not, it has to stay. If there's any way that it can stay, it needs to stay. And I was like so upset about it. And then I thought it was gonna have to go. I thought like there was no way that like logistically it could fit in because mm. um, they needed like page room or whatever. Um, and then she texted me like literally the day it was going to print. And they're like, oh, by the way, we managed to fit in. We have passed and the fallopian like, yes! tubes. <laughs> they have been passed. So they're in. You're welcome. See, I um I read the audiobook. You read the audiobook? I listened to the yeah, audiobook. That's what I thought. Yeah, but after you've listened to an audiobook, right? You just get to say you've read it, right? Yeah. You don't How was that? Because I, I read the audiobook. No, I actively no, chose <laughs> not to listen to the audiobook because I'd just been on tour with you doing the book. <laughs> like, I'm <laughs> sick of you. Sick of you. <laughs> and like there's there's a certain level of friendship where to be totally honest, Hannah, I adore you, but I don't want you to serenade me to sleep. Like Do you not want to hear me talk about how I discovered masturbation <laughs> in your I, ear. I think you, you should have recorded an ASMR version and sort of like 100 pounds. <laughs> that is a Patreon. Well, you don't like, know what went thing, down in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I was I like, I need a new job in um, <laughs> like reading erotica. You could, could, could have done an audio, an audio tour of a vagina. Just like tapping around it. Oh my goodness. What? This, that you should make be them a sound cavernous. Sorry, this is inevitably going to turn into us bullying. <laughs> okay, Lena, so how did you find reading the audio, listening to the audio? Oh book? my God, it was so relaxing. I don't even know. I don't know, maybe i Really? Are you <laughs> maybe an Maybe I've got a weird person? attachment to Hannah, but like, I, whoa, I was just like, I don't know, I was really zen. Did you masturbate to it? No. Okay. <laughs> just checking. I have a so I've just had a thought, right? So basically, like, I feel like we we'll talk about this later, but like, how you talk to your friends about sex when you grow up, and I feel like you talk to them more in your twenties, and maybe more than any generation ever has, because you all, like I'm always going to be sharing a flat with other people, like yeah, always. Definitely. The housing crisis means that like actually sex <laughs> sex is going to be talked about more, and like every time I've ever, everyone I've ever moved in with, right, we've done a sound test where like <laughs> you go into the other person's room and you jump on their bed, and then they have to stand in your room and tell you whether they can hear you jumping on their bed. Does anybody ever do that? I've never done that. I I've lived never with done eight that. people at uni and we individually did it with everybody's rooms. It's so fascinating. Oh, see, I lived with no sex before marriage Christians at uni. Ooh. So I was having sex for the whole house. I'm sorry I couldn't have been that for you. <laughs> on behalf can, of. On behalf of, of yeah. I was like, don't worry, guys, I got this. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, my experience with the audiobook was great. I recommend you guys read it. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. And also, like, um, so there's no diagrams. So the funniest oh thing God, yeah. is Hannah goes off the book and tries to describe vagina diagrams to you uh, <laughs> in a really awkward way. But like, it, it, it's fluid. It's, it's nice, but it's funny because I know it's like not in the book. <laughs> so extras. Pretty but much, yeah. yeah. Okay, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, Hannah, was uh, it wasn't just you who wrote this book, was it? But not in a Zoella way. <laughs> you need to cut that. Uh, no, no, no. Do you know what? I believe Zoella wrote that. That's not the point. You know what I mean? Oh, Lord. As in, like, if I was the son, I actually do believe she wrote that book, and anyone could come at me for that. Don't even get me. Lena, you're digging. Stop I've it. I've had a rant on this podcast about like how, how Zoella definitely wrote her book. Anyway, I watched oh, Hannah Jesus. write this book, and I, we got DMs. So many DMs. So, anyway, but it wasn't just you, though, was it, Hannah? No, I had guest contributors. I think about thir no, 15, I think, of them. Some yeah. of them are here. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Thank you, guys. Um, Go yeah, and fangirl so over them later. Yeah, they're exactly. amazing. Um, Rowan is here, Callum and Rowley. Am I missing anyone can who we, also wrote in the book? Can you oh, wave? Michelle's here. 
Hello. Yeah. Hey. There we go. Um, Talk us through the process of deciding to include, because obviously, like, a, like you know, a publishing deal happens, and you write Hannah Witten on the line, and it's like, cool, I'm writing a book now. What? Tell. Talk us through the process of being like, actually. I can't, you know, I need other people. I think I knew from the beginning, to be honest, because I knew I wanted, like, I wanted to and had to, like, cover LGBT. And then I was like, I can't talk on that. I can give, like, a basic overview, but that's not going to help anybody. I just thought that's not going to be a massive, like, that will be useful to people who literally know nothing. Um, but I wanted it to be useful to young LGBT people and um, like friends of theirs and family members of theirs um, and just anyone that wants to like get themselves a bit more educated on sex that's and relationships. That's a really good point actually for the friends and family side of things. I didn't think oh, of yeah. that, but that's really cool. Super important. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of where I started in terms of like I'm definitely going to need guest contributors for this who can speak from personal experience. And then... It kind of went from there, where I just was like, "Oh, I just, I just know people that have got like really cool insight into this." And you've been doing some background research for <laughs> it's called friendship. It's called friendship. Yeah, been talking to people and meeting people. Um, but yeah, so it was uh, the kind of criteria was either um, experience or like just your personal life, identity, orientation, whatever it is um, that isn't m like me. Um, so you can talk from that, or an expertise that I don't have. So that's where like Erica Lust comes in, who's the feminist porn director, and Kate Parker, who's the criminal barrister. I loved her. Can I just say, so, yeah. some, some feedback right She's now. She's amazing. When Hannah was like, I'm getting other people to contribute to um, the book, I was like, brilliant. Like I kind of had some ideas of like the kind of experiences that you have. Did not realize you'd have somebody with a legal, like, <laughs> like, like, like yeah, an actual certificate so in it. And I was like, it was actually the lawyer that was the most like enlightening for me that's the that's the yeah. most one thing that you don't get from youtube education about sex is actual professional lawyers yeah. where are the lawyers on youtube well, they probably can't but they can't the that's the thing like giving like free legal advice is so yeah. dodge um but yeah so having kate um she wrote two sections for the book one on consent and the law so like actual legal definitions of rape and of consent <laughs> and um how things realistically would play out in a courtroom um, or in the eyes of the law and then sexting in the law, which is also another like really weird area where um, the law hasn't caught up with modern technology. So there's like this disconnect between people's actual behavior and what the law says. So that like, was really fascinating. There's like thousands of 17 year olds who are just constantly breaking the law. And like, it's great. I think how Kate just kind of goes, Yes, the law is ridiculous, but this is what it is. Um, so yeah, one of the sections that I want to talk about, which I think we can talk about now actually, is um, like the things we learned from the book. So in some ways, right? So people, people give you sex ed in school and in informal settings to teach you about sex ed. So it's like, right, here are the facts. Turns out plot twist, not the facts, but whatever. <laughs> um, the other way is like that you're not advised to do is learn from your friends. Do you know what I mean? Like you're supposed to talk about it and be social, but like not learn from your friends. But what was weird we about- We are the epitome of that because we literally created a, book club off it <laughs> so like we were like we yeah. want to learn more about sex let's read books about it and talk about it i've yeah. learned so much from banging book club oh i've learned so much this has been like my sexual renaissance in terms of in terms <laughs> of education <laughs> hey. right. um i still talk about vagina has anyone did anybody read that <gasps> yeah is anybody else's copy really fucking grubby i always talk why about would you print it white <laughs> dirty vagina i know um 
Yeah, no, I wanted to talk, like, this is probably going to be more me and Lucy than you, Hannah. Talking I'll about listen, it'll be great. Um, ha- what we learned from the book. Yeah, I've got a little list. Uh, me too. Because <laughs> I actually haven't talked to you guys about it, because yeah. we're like, save it for the podcast. So what, what, what's weird, right, about being ha- friends with Hannah and Lucy is that obviously I was friends with you guys before this, but having a podcast where we talk about sex brings about so much time and space and context to, like, learn stuff from you and not like about your own experiences but also just like I feel like we have this really patchwork understanding of the world <laughs> Wait, like, what do you mean as in like like Expand Ollie, your on experience and your experience might be different to my experience and we oh, might not yeah, have, yeah. if we'd have just gone out for some cocktails we might not have they might not have come up yeah mocktails maybe <laughs> oh well <laughs> we mock One each day. other constantly on this podcast as well it's something you're missing oh, yeah. as well we've yet how how far in are we we're half an hour in and we've yet to tease me about the fact that I've finished the book Oh, yeah! Hey! Lucy finished the book. She I sent her so it. many gifts. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah sent her a gift, like, with a gift of, like, a woman throwing a book at somebody. Read, Read the, the book! book. Uh, but Lucy's did, on a though. roll. She's finished, like, all the books recently. Like, you finished two. the last three. Her good yeah, la- yeah, finished up. the last three. <laughs> now that Congrats. my life's calmed down a little yeah, bit. It's, it's happening. Cool. It's good yeah. you're being a member of a book you really, like, yeah. <laughs> and your literary experience. So... Do you want to get to, do you want to do like one-on-one, like what we learn? Yeah. Tell me. Let's do it. Okay. I'm For ready. me, it's little things. So when we go through the books, I think it was Lena that started doing this, like uh, folds down the bottom of the pages mm. so she can kind of go back and find the interesting bits and you kind of highlight and stuff. I don't highlight, but I'm now doing the like folding the corners. So I went back through. The concept of aesthetic attraction um, was discussed by, I've completely forgotten Amelia. her name. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah uh, the In asexual the se- yeah. contributor. And I was like... That is exactly how I feel about women. I now have a word for it. Because that's how I feel about your Instagram. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hannah. <laughs> Must that a clear Guys, I'll just. <laughs> but like, I did not realize there was kind of um, a mid ground of like, because I, 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 yeah, no, I just look at women. I'm like, I want to be you. Like, I don't look at women and I'm like, I want to get in your pants. I want to be in you. There's a word yeah. that Ash Hardell uses as well. I'm not sure where it comes from, but I heard it from her. Squish. But yeah, that's like a, a crush, but like uh, a romantic crush or like a not, but not a sexual crush, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Really cute. yeah. Like I've, I've got a squish that. on them, like, oh, squish. That's nice. Yeah. But yeah, no, the Sounds concept, like I, might, I might not have defined that properly, but yeah. it's just the concept of like, yeah, a, within asexuality as a, as a concept, there's the idea of aesthetic attraction. I was like, I feel that. That's great. Anyway. Isn't it so fun when you, uh, find a word for something and you're like, that's me! Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Language is good. Um, I, actually, that feeds into one of my points that were, like, I, like I want to say was like, I like that you recognised your thin privilege hashtag. Hashtag. Thin. I don't remember doing that. <laughs> <laughs> please, please. Did. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll recognise it now. I have <laughs> thin privilege. There were a lot of bits where you were like... Um, you feel this way, love yourself, feel empowered. But also, I totally understand that that's nearly impossible yeah, in yeah, a lot yeah. of cases. Like, I like that there was Good a recognition. Luck. Yeah. <laughs> the honesty in it. Good luck out there, guys. <laughs> With her big anyway, boobs. Sorry. <laughs> but now, sorry, actually, Hannah talks to me about her big boobs more. I'm like, don't want those. <laughs> really stressful, sounds like. <laughs> My tits hurt for a good 12 <laughs> days of my cycle. And they get bigger and heavier and. It's just not a good time. Not about anyway, my life. I'm so Happy glad I don't have to do um, that. I've got some feedback about these chairs. I scrape. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? 
Okay, pod, podcast listeners, these are basically like director-style chairs. Lena's been sat in it for a good half an hour, and she just stood up, and the chair came with her. <laughs> it's so like anyway, it's snug in here. It's anyway, designed for male directors as skinny, so, skinny yeah. little hips. I'm yeah, definitely yeah. checking my thin privilege yeah, right now. So I just lifted a chair with my hips. Next thing, um, <laughs> like I wanted to talk about like this idea of compliments as well, because I think like mm. it's good. So I felt like that obviously every like. When I think about topics you would cover, I'd be like, okay, you're gonna cover rape, you're gonna cover contraception, you're gonna cover like virginity and what STIs. that is. You're gonna cover STIs. Did not realize you're gonna co cover compliments. And when you were like, this is the like compliments and self um, confidence section, I thought you were just, and actually, no, I didn't. But like in my head, like my preconceptions about sections in books like that are like, love yourself, everything's great. <laughs> but actually, it was more like, learn to contextualize what you think worth is and also it's okay to accept compliments and need them from other people and i was like Thank yeah you. i love yeah. compliments because who likes compliments yeah who would like a compliment <laughs> okay you stand up hello what's your name katie. katie i love your outfit and when i met you earlier you were very cheery and your eyeliner is on fleek there we go. <laughs> you, have, you look like your hair is really soft, but I would only touch it with your permission. Because <laughs> I've also read the consent chapter. <laughs> who else wants a compliment? Go on, Lucy, you pick someone. Ooh, who do I pick? <laughs> this is very exciting. Lovely person I really like I, your I said jumper. Lucy pick someone. Yeah, Lena. Yeah. I'm really a type like seven, jumper. I'm sorry. And I like your septum piercing. Is it real? It is real. It's nice. <laughs> Did it hurt? Also, Ooh. your jumper is amazing. Other things we learned from um, the book. Okay, yeah. other things I learned. I really like this phrase that I think the person you interviewed about um, feminist porn said. Because like, most porn starts with an erection and ends with ejaculation. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 think I, I think I said that. I think I said that. I think I said that. I feel like I wrote that. <laughs> take it, take it. It's I yours. might have written that. I think I did. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like that. And all of the porn sections. So also... Um, the concept of arousal, no, ar arousal addiction is different from porn addiction. Yeah. I, like, I, I didn't know any of that. that. And also, there's a society called the No Fap Community. <laughs> if you're struggling with either together porn to talk or about arousal on Reddit, yeah. though, so you can go find it and like join I it. I love that interested. name. I'm behind the name and the movement, but the yeah. name. <laughs> the branding for your movement. I, um, I wonder if it's like r slash no fap. Maybe. Anyway, this right. Yeah, yeah, it's on Reddit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> Hannah, how did you research this deeply meaningful book? Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lucy, what else did you learn? What else did I learn? Um, I there's this um, I've I've like jumbled it all. Wait. It's cool. Is it all about Hannah's sex life? Don't worry, we can <laughs> cut this. No, um, oh, I love that there was a whole page on power imbalance when it comes to consent, because I think that's completely underplayed, but because we all have the experience of having watched what happened in the YouTube community, which if you don't know and you're a listener at the podcast or if you're in the audience, you can go and just Google it. Um, but we had all these experiences with trying to explain to lots of younger viewers how consent works and we had to address power imbalance, but no one ever wrote about it. Yeah, especially just the power imbalance in terms of like someone you idolize and like celebrities and fans. And even and teachers like and like, yeah. uh, and bosses. Like there's so many ways and just age even in like certain contexts. Mm -hmm. And that's never really discussed. And I was really glad to see, like, there's literally a whole page of just, like, basically be careful. Examples. Yeah. <laughs> like, for <laughs> the example I always use is, like, I can never have sex with Drake. <laughs> like, I'm fully aware. 
That will yeah, never no, happen. I could never have sex with Bo Burnham as much as like I would. <laughs> Do you mean could or would? No, but like the power imbalance is too strong. Yeah. I love that man. Like I couldn't. <laughs> It's, it's immoral. Do you think that he'd wrong. do the same move on you all the time and then be like, repeat stuff, repeat stuff, <laughs> repeat stuff? Oh, oh goodness. I would love it. <laughs> Sorry, this was a massive distraction. <laughs> what else is on my list? Oh, and I learned lots about deaf sex. I thought you said death sex. No, <laughs> no deaf with an yeah. F. Um, because of um, Ricky's bit. Ricky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that was really, really interesting because it's all the, it's like the whole, all the stuff that you wish you could ask but you never will kind of Yeah, like of how it. to consent in the dark or if you can't see very yeah. well or like, yeah. Yeah, the holding up of the condom packet thing. And also like, the fact that that should be included in all sex ed because it's not just deaf people who will have sex. It's like, I might want to have sex with somebody who's deaf. Yeah. Like, why don't I need, to, well, I need that information too. Yeah, yeah for exactly. sure. It's like we're not educating people to be attracted to people who aren't, in inverted commas, able. Yeah. Like really, anyway, not cool government. If you're interested in that topic, you should listen to our last mini-sode, which oh, was yeah. all about disability and sex. Yeah. So also, um, I wanted to bring up the fact that Hannah thought she had a penis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For a very long time. <laughs> there were so many little anecdotes that I was like... I can relate. I forgot I wrote about Salavia, that. Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, also, how did you think it was... Was it your... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flavia Majora. Oh. Majora, Minora. Was not with your penis. Like, how oh. long did you think you had it? Well, because it my, you like a lip. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it wasn't it, even like straight I think, on. I think it was one of my inner lips because I've got one bigger than the other. Oh. Me too. Yeah. Which side Woo! is yours? Maybe we um, make up a whole long vagina oh, between. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was one of one of them. I don't. Well, I'd never been taught it before. I'd never looked at. My vulva in the yeah. mirror before. Literally, all I watched was um, age 10. Saw a documentary on TV about people who were intersex and had ambiguous genitalia. First time ever I felt around there. And then was just like, oh my God, I've got a penis. <laughs> and then you were like, move on. Tuck <laughs> yeah. it in. Mine, mine was kind of like, just sweep it under the carpet, quite literally. Just like, tuck it in. Go I do that all the time. It's like, gone. <laughs> under the rug. This oh. is where my prude side is like, <laughs> I'm done. What's your labia like, Lucy? <laughs> Let me give your you an in-depth description. No. Labias <laughs> yeah, with yeah. Lucy. 
<laughs> that's my next new YouTube segment. series. It could yeah. be like drunk advice, but labias and not <laughs> more viral. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't wait. Up. <laughs> I'll be your first guest. <laughs> Thanks, this, isn't, this isn't the most intelligent observation, but I just wanted to send. Just going to juxtapose our really intellectual conversation with something completely vapid. Um, so, like, you were talking about implants, right? And I was feeling like, because like, I want to look for some some different contraception. So I was like, literally listening to this part, like, no, or maybe, and like just ticking them off. And then you got to like implants, and you talked about lo implants being like a long activity, re yeah, long activity reversible contraception or lark. And I was like, lark. or lark, it's just a lark. It made it sound so fun. So I might get one of those now because it just sounds like a lark. <laughs> I, just, I just, I really, that's all I, that. I let me know how that goes. You included a lot of contraception that I associate with not being available in England or is like discouraged in England, but is widely available in America. Like because, which, which ones? Um, like uh, the ring. Um, a friend like of that. mine has the ring. Really? Because yeah. the only reason I knew What's it existed the was the from talking ring? to Arden. Oh, yeah. Um, so I've had I, the only reason I knew half of the contraception in the book existed was because Arden's used it, and then I've used a bunch uh, of stuff as well. And we had this whole discussion one time over coffee where yeah. we were like, "Sorry, Arden, if you ever heard this." <laughs> but she's like, dead? No, <laughs> this is me talking to the podcast. Oh, <laughs> um, I think when she's sorry. so famous, uh. she's up there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah like because I didn't know like any of this stuff was the thing um, is, available. Is that, like, we're not you, taught about it. You go to the doctors, being like, "I want." to go on the pill, because the pill's the only one you've heard of. And then they don't offer you any alternatives. Like, yeah. e and even if you go to, the, to your GP and be like, I need some contraception, they'll, they'll just straight away put you on the pill, like, unless you have already done your research See, and specifically asked. I don't think ask. they do that anymore. Um, all the yeah, doctors yeah, I've not been, been to since I was 17, so. <laughs> <laughs> all the doctors, there was a definite change in my contraceptive, like, access when, um, because I'm on a pill that loads of doctors disapprove of so every Wait, time i go um it's called yasmin oh. but it's past the doctor do they no. go yeah <laughs> they shake their head at me no um, but but i've had so many doctors be like is there anything else we can try with you is there anything else and then they only list that they'll always give other options to the pill always now but they'll be like implant injection um uh, the coil that's like it maybe i didn't know. know about the injection or maybe i just forgotten i knew about yeah yeah. Sounds yeah. Cool. yeah, the injection was widely available. Goes in your bum, yeah, or your arm, and it's every three months, right? Ish. And it, yeah, I I don't remember. I wrote the book. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, every yeah. three months. So I thought it was or cool about sure how says. many different kinds of contraception were covered. Um, even doctors don't tell me about them. Yes. So, Why? have you guys got more things that you've learned, or? Should we move on to my pop quiz? We should, because probably time-wise. I have a note that says no circumcision versus, versus FGM, and then I realized that I put M FMG, and then I put oh, lol, because it sounds like OMG, and I got it confused. Oh, let's, not, let's not lol about that. Ask questions. <laughs> okay, so uh, <laughs> I've written a pop quiz for Lena and Lucy. Oh, um, <laughs> I forgot this was for us. I thought this was for the audience. No, this is for you guys of how much you paid attention to my book. This is a who's the better friend quiz. I can't wait. Oh, <laughs> I'm joking. Do um, I have an advantage because I went on tour? Uh, mm, oh, one of the questions you might 
like remember the answer to more than okay. recognize your tour privilege. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was in the office with strobe lights, okay. looking at many people like me. And it's actually the first question I wrote down, which is, uh, what underwear was I wearing when I lost my virginity? Oh <gasps> shit! It was embarrassing. No, it was Tammy. No, it wasn't. It was. No, um, it, wasn't it was a Tammy. character. It was a character. Yeah. Hold on. Do they have little Hello teddy? Kitty? Is it teddy bear underwear? No, it's like um. Is it like boy roundabout? It was really bad. Was was any, like does anyone else stripy know? boy short pants? Yes! There we go. There we Red go. and white stripy Primark boy shorts. Ah, oh, I do have some memory. There we go. Uh, how many nerve endings? Do you still have them? No. Oh. They're like. You're sentimental. I don't know if you kept them. They're nine <laughs> years old. <laughs> do you throw away everything that isn't like, more than nine years old? <laughs> Underwear. Anyway, I don't want to ask what your drawer's full of. Um, how many nerve endings does the clitoris have? 8,000? Ding, 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 ding. Really? Yeah. Click Maybe clean. this shows how recently I read the book. <laughs> <laughs> or how re recently all 8,000 of them have been stimulated at once. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's 7,888! <laughs> Keep going. Uh, sorry. Prude. Um, <laughs> I'm getting the prude look. Okay, so we were, just, we were just talking about this. How many methods of contraception are there? Can you name all of them? Abstinence. <laughs> there is one and that is it that was just my automatic one wait can we name collectively Fuck. can we name all of them or is yeah, it yeah. Independent? Teamwork. how competitive is Lena teamwork <laughs> um, condoms the pill oh, the injection progesterone only and or nah okay okay the uh, coil the copper coil and the IU other one IUD the IUD, IUD is the, the copper Oh, the patch. Pirate. Going yeah. pirate. The ring. <laughs> we're like, we're like sex and we're like, are you covered up? I'm like, I've got the pirate. <laughs> I'm patched. <laughs> I don't know. I just realised that I I'm, don't have my book with me to, <laughs> to Oh, no. Check. Eight? Eight? One eight. <clears throat> um, I'm going to go with 11. What are you going to go with? Is me? the morning after pill? Yeah. No, morning, morning after pill is emergency contraception, Lena. Emergencies <laughs> only. <laughs> Did you not read the book? <laughs> Or listen to it. I just, I, I'm having echoes because I've been told that a few times from nurses. <laughs> Emergencies only! Oh, sorry, it's funny. Okay, <laughs> carry on. Nine. We on nine? I'm going to say 11. 11. Wait, who's right? There's 14. Oh. oh. So you've got the external condoms and internal condoms. So there's two types Femidons. of condoms. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's the, the internal condom. Yeah. Um, male sterilization, female sterilization. Oh, yeah. They count. Mm. Big stream, but that's pretty permanent. Um, and I'm expensive. I looked it up. Really? Yeah, really expensive. Crazy. And then I, IUD I and get IUS. That on the NHS. You, I don't know if you can. So, <laughs> I don't. You have to be like, I really hate children. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I would actually like. I'd I'd really fuck up a child if I had like no really. <laughs> you need to write a doing it too <laughs> once you've had kids. Oh god, that's where I see this guy. Yep. Anyway, so there's 14. Can't remember all of them off the top of my head, but you got okay. most of them. It's cool. I'm not keeping score, but I'm pretty sure you're winning. Um, what is That's my gran called? <gasps> Nudy. Nudy, but yes. Oh. Nudy. No, I'd call her. Well, I call her Nudy. You listened to the audiobook. You'd have you're heard me pronounce it. Nudy. Nudy. Was she the one that came along to the to the um, first show? No, that was Granny Fanny. Oh yes, that was <laughs> Granny Fanny. <laughs> How that could we have great. confused them? Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Um. How long was I single for? Five Six years. years. Oh, bollocks. Oh, okay, it was um, technically like five and a half years. And because oh. obviously... Yeah, but would you say it's more than six months? Like, is it 5.6, 5 5.7? 5 it was probably close... Would you round it up or down? Um, from 
Okay, it, I'm gonna go it back closer to six. It was closer to six than Lena. Well, but no. also, like, Wait, if you, you said six. Lena, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I if I had been still single when the book was released, then it would have been six years because April was April 2011 was Fair. when that breakup happened. Ooh. So it's fine. <laughs> um, what did I dress up as for Halloween last year? Oh, um, a witch. Ego girl. Ego <laughs> girl. I What's did dress up, but in the book, I... 11 off, 11 of Stranger, off Things. Stranger Things. yeah. Because in the book, there's a little thing about how I dress up as 11. And yeah, because made you do all the... But this Halloween, you dress up as a witch, and then you burn um, men from Mars, women from Venus. Yeah, that was... That Famously was on a on roof. Your that was the unlimitable roof. I thought I was like, I'm going to recycle this book, and I'm going to put it on Instagram. I was going to find it hilarious. That I was like, you burnt it. I was I was a feminist witch for, you absolutely for Halloween. It was fine. Did Lauren join in, or did she? No, she, she shunned me. Okay. She was like, she doesn't let me have matches anymore <laughs> she's like no um okay where does semen come from there's three different Cornwall. three different <laughs> devon there's when three different parts in the anatomy where it where it comes oh, from so something like 80 percent of it's from like the seminal gland or something and then there's like 10 percent from the testes and then 10 percent from somewhere else so lena something? do you want to have a do you want to have a go or are you you're really you're really close though that's really the good. Bit? It was What's all the from the balls. Uh, okay, so sperm comes from the that balls. That went over my head. Way. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, it's the other like fluid. Yeah. So so stuff. sperm comes from the testes. But then what's the other? Seminal the other? vesicle. <gasps> Prostate. Prostate. Yeah. It tastes different. Well, what? it all comes out together. Have a lot of questions. It all it all gets mixed together and makes semen. Sperm is part of semen. Yeah, it's not like you're getting different. The, the rest of the semen is what keeps the sperm alive. But then maybe actually I don't I was. Has, any <laughs> Has anyone ever taken the moon cup out and had a look at it? Yeah. And just yeah. seen what's in it? And how it's all different kind of things that like separate. It's and like get the blood, the mucus. Yeah. So maybe it's like that. Maybe if you left it to sit. Or maybe it would separate. <laughs> Put it in a Petri dish. <laughs> okay. Like salad dressing. Yeah. Oh. I love it. <laughs> Where are the typos? But I just realised this is about because Lucy has the proof and Lena didn't. You didn't stutter during the audio. Yes, yeah, because I did retakes. <laughs> I know that in Callum's contribution. Oh, there's, there's a one in Callum. A that might that there might just be, be in, that might just be the proof copy. I don't know. I'm in the um, actual copy. I have been made aware of two typos, and I know you guys are being really nice, tweeting me pictures of the typos, but I really do not want to know. <laughs> this, is, this is like the reason why I haven't read the book, because I know that there will be typos in it. She's Hermione, give us some space. And she I'm just like, accuracy. thanks, thanks for telling me about the typos. That's why I don't like your tweets. Um, <laughs> but I can tell you that um, three is written as tree on page 243. <laughs> That's a really unfortunate one. Absolutely devastating. <laughs> and, and there is a sentence that has two is is in it instead of one on page 11. Great. That's what i am been made aware of. Shame it's page 11. If, if, I know. But um, if you spot any more typos, keep it to yourself. <laughs> or tweet it at us because then we can tell the publisher and they can correct it for the second edition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> second edition. <laughs> like, a, like crowdsource <laughs> that editing. Just don't show Hannah. Yeah, just don't <laughs> show me. Tweet to me and I'll just pass it. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, final question. What is the most common STI amongst young people? Chlamydia. Syphilis. Oh, chlamydia, yeah. Cl that was, I said that with a bit too much syphilis. like conviction. Syphilis is on the rise, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think Lucy won that, but who's the real winner? It's me, because I wrote a book. <laughs>
Um, okay. On that note. Um, questions. Audience Q&A. Yep. We have a roaming mic. Please put your hand up if you have a question. Um, and then uh, she will come to you. You pick. You just... Yeah, you just picked the someone. The pressure's too much for us. And they can be questions about anything banging book club, book related. Cool. Any, right, yeah. I think. Oh, God. <laughs> cool. Hello. 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 <coughs> what's your name? Oh, sorry. I'm Ethan. Where'd you come from? Um, that's a good question. Oh, that's a complicated <laughs> question. <laughs> 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 well, well, Where is your spiritual home? <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> <laughs> My spiritual home is the British Film Institute, but actually Ooh. I'm from Northampton. <laughs> Okay. I'm a film student, can't really tell. Anyway, uh, it's it, two questions. Mm. One one related to... Now, obviously, it's a bit stupid to say it, it is the Banging Book Club, naturally. But I was wondering, at a later date, may you expand to look at certain films and their uh, attitudes towards sex and sexuality? Mm. There's a sort of a... Especially in sort of foreign film, there's a long history of sort of different attitudes towards sex, especially in French films, and I was wondering if that was a thing. And also... Um, you mentioned it when you were talking about what you wanted to include, uh, what you were uh, upset that you didn't include in your book, or you wished you could have included. Mm -hmm. And one of them was to do with mental health. Mm -hmm. uh, having been in a relationship where my mental health was certainly a bit of a tipping point at parts, I was wondering, would there be, if there was an extended edition, or a director's cut, if mm -hmm. you wish, uh, would there be sections dealing with mental health in relation to sex, and indeed consent as well? Sure. Um, so the second question, yes, absolutely. If I were to write like a second edition or another mm -hmm. version or in a future book that was um, about sex and relationships again, then, yeah, I definitely want to cover mental health and have like guest contributors who can speak on that in terms of like, uh, yeah, mental health within relationships. Um, the first question about films we are planning on like doing film reviews as part of mini mini-sodes, but for now we're just kind of doing it relating to if there's if there's a film version of a book we read. Yeah, that's so kind we of where we're like starting. Fifty Shades of Grey, didn't we? And we've got Carol yeah. coming up, haven't we? Yeah, in December. Mini-sodes are a uh, like the Wild West, basically. Like if you guys want to just like be like, we want this as a mini-sode, I'll be like, can do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but we can we can review them. I think like for me, like I'm like I. I love films and I love documentaries, but what's interesting to me about books is they don't need that much funding to get going. So arguably you can find some really interesting like ideas in books that haven't been funded by, like to, to employ. Because at the end of the day, like a book takes one person to write, well maybe one person to edit, some people to publicize, maybe not. And it can still exist. Whereas a film needs a lot more funding. So like, in my mind, as like the book person, I'm like, it's much more interesting. I think you have a bigger pool of things to pick from, especially when we're talking about like um, trying to include different experiences and things that aren't like seen to make money. Um, sometimes you can find stuff like, I don't know, Purple's quite interesting to read. Um, Juliet Takes a Breath, we're going to read later in the year, which I'm really excited about. And they're, they're all stuff that I'm like, would that have got funding to be a film or a TV show? Like, probably not. And um, also, like, yeah. our expertise lies in books, like, especially yeah. Lena's because she works in publishing or has worked in publishing. Does work? No. Yeah, I do. A bit. Yeah. I sold some books today. There we go. There we um, go. Um, I've any got other an degree in it. Yeah. Where's the microphone gone? Hello. Hi. Hi. My name is Charlie Braids from East London, long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> first of all, congratulations on an amazing book. It Thank was really, you. really fun to read. Um, I was reading it on the Tube, 
And a lady sat down next to me and started reading over my shoulder. And she was probably about 80. Brilliant. Um, and she was like, the thing about sex is they don't tell you about the STIs or STDs, she said. And I said, no, that's the thing they do tell you about. They don't tell you about the other fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just wondering if you had any feedback from older readers. Because it was interesting to have that interaction with her with the oh, book. Oh, wow. Yeah, good question. Um, most of the older readers that I've had feedback from are either my own family or parents. Um, and so far, it's been good. Like, like, Or they're like, I didn't read it, Hannah. Yeah, my, my, my mum, like, is kind of, I've said to her, like, I will go through the book and highlight bits that you can read and bits that you can't read. I was going to say, but having met now, I've met your mum, dad, sister, and your nan. Yeah, and various family friends yeah. <laughs> on our escapades across the country. They're all really open-minded. They're all like, I if you can imagine the sort of people that could have produced Hannah, like they are those people. I think they're all really open-minded in general, but I also think my mum doesn't want to hear about her daughter's sex life. That's very true. So like, she would have been know. such an innocent child. Think of her as a child. Oh. Yeah, because you know, like oh. your parents still think of you as a baby. But they really love her. <laughs> oh, I don't like thinking. Yeah, yeah. No, I've just gone on a tangent of my parents learning about my sex life. Yeah. So, but yeah. I've had a lot of um, parents get in touch and say that they've gotten the book um, either to like give to their teenage children or they've got younger children and they're going to read it and like wait until they've grown up a bit and then like hand it to them, which is kind of cool. I'm into it. I like that. Another question. I want to get through as like many as Tom? possible. Oh, you have the mic. <laughs> hey. Hello. Name's Tom. Um, uh, hearing your experience with writing the book, it seems like there's a lot of, like, with any creative process, there's, like, good moments and there's bad moments. And I wanted to know, like, what was the most... What, what pissed you off the most about writing a book? Oh. And then and what was the best experience in writing a book? Okay. Um, two bits that pissed me off the most whilst writing the book. One was getting dumped. That was just, I was like, really? Bad timing. But then it made for a great chapter on breakups. Um, and also, you get, the, you get to follow it through. So in the, is it the conclusion? In the conclusion, yeah. We hear, but having heard it from you already, being able to read it and being like, yeah. Because yeah, I <laughs> yeah, remember the DMs of like, him. oh my God, guys, I'm supposed to be writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> and like going over to yours the next day and you were like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> Been crying for like three hours, but I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, yeah, so that pissed me off. And the other bit about like writing it that pissed me off was probably the contraception section, just because I am a very like big picture kind of person and details really get me down. And I knew that it was important to have all 14 types of them in there, but God damn it, I hate tables. And I had to put it all in a table to like make it coherent and be like, this is the name of it. This is how it works. This is how often you take it. Here are some pros and cons. <laughs> Um, obviously really important stuff to know but oh god I just like hated making that and formatting a table in word how uh, don't have to audio do book was painless yeah, just read them out I easy. didn't know what was coming next it was like a little like ride um, and then best part about writing it was probably like reliving loads of experiences from my adolescence because I feel like they kind of get in the back of your mind a bit and then as soon as I started writing them I was like oh my god it's all coming back and remember that and remember that and it's crazy how much your brain remembers details that just like they're still there like tucked away and sex details as well I would have thought like my brain's like muted a lot of like 
like prior. Tucked it behind the flaps. <laughs> yeah, if you want to use that metaphor. <laughs> I love freaking Lucy Cringe, it's my favorite thing. And you get to see me visually do it as well on the stage, like, great. Amazing. Another question. <laughs> I just hit myself in the microphone of my teeth. It's chill. We were, someone was I'm a really big it. professional live speaker. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, I was wondering what advice you'd give to someone who wants to kind of go into sex and relationship advice giving stuff. <gasps> Ooh, good question. I would say consume as much information as possible from wherever you can get it. Um, so online, in books, TV, film. Um, I want to make a joke about like all the information, like, from experience and shit. Oh, yeah. oh I was in, like, something yeah. there. But good okay. question. Do you, Hannah, do you think that you have to have loads of sex to write a book about sex? No. Fair. No, no, definitely Because I think not. that's the thing that, like, I'm like, I wouldn't be able to write. I'm not no. Sorry. Well, yeah. actually, there was, I remember, like, the first ever VidCon I went to um, when I was 20 years old and had just started making videos about sex ed. And I met this guy at, in like the bar of the hotel and he, you know, it's the classic like, oh, what do you do? Like, how many subscribers do you have? Blah. And, um, and I was like, oh, I make sex ed videos. And he was like, oh really? How many people have you slept with then? And I was just like, oh, excuse me. And he was just like, oh, well, how do you, why do you think you can You're be talking back about sex? all of my really rude VidCon experiences. And then, <laughs> and then he was just like, well, I've slept with over 100 women, so I feel like I've got all of the experience. <laughs> do you know this and I was just like, We've all met this no, guy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was just like, that doesn't make you qualified. If anything, you have like a bad Is he a YouTuber? Attitude. I don't remember who it was. God, like, I don't know. what a prick. But, um, like so you don't no have to have loads of sex because clearly... He's going about it the wrong way. I would not like trust him to teach sex ed. Um, but yeah, I just kind of like start with your friends and family, and like not with the sex, not with the sex, <laughs> with the giving advice bit, with the giving advice, um, and like whatever platform you feel comfortable with, like start a blog, start a YouTube channel, um, like start an when, Instagram. We yeah, need a sex whatever ed Instagram. Is MySpace. You Oh, I saw Bebo, Life all of the places. Um, and then, like, once you get to, um, like, sick form or uni, if, if that's something that you want to do, then there's loads of, like, clubs and societies that do stuff like that. There's Sexpression, which is um, a student-run charity where students go into secondary schools and teach sex ed, which would be really cool. Is that a society at your uni? That's really is cool. It? Oh, it's, well, it's UK-wide. I've, I don't know. Yeah, SOAS did not have that. Ah, oh, mate, Birmingham did. Um, or, like, take specific modules in it. I don't know. There's loads of places. I think there's no, like, one way to do it, basically. Doing it. Another question. Um, hi, I'm Clara. I'm from the West Country. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, I was wondering, with all the budget cuts and sort of issues with, uh, in schools with funding, what would be your sort of key points and recommendations if you were to sort of upgrade sex and relationship education sort of within the confines of sort of the current climate? Put oh. Hannah's book in every school. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate that question because my answer always is, is something that requires money. <laughs> and you're like, but within the constraints, like, no, don't constrain me. Um, One, why the fuck are the constraints there as well? Budgets. I'm like, allocate us, fund, allocate, you know. Yeah. It's also like fighting for the funding before being like, okay, you only gave us this much funding, we'll try and, why? Yeah. Um, 
I think, so if there is the funding there, what I think is important is getting in trained specialists because you can't rely on the current staff that you have. You know, they might not feel comfortable giving sex ed classes. Um, it's always best to get in someone who is trained in it. Um, also, they need to be specialist. able to answer questions. Yeah, exactly. Like I, we always had supply teachers. They can't. Um, but obviously, not all schools have the money for that. Like, most of them don't. And um, it will be your, like, maths or geography teacher giving you sex ed. And they might be like, you might ask them, how many nerve endings does a clitoris have? And they'd be like, I don't know. You know, like, what's a clitoris? Also, at my school, most of my teachers were homophobic. So we had to get a special teacher who wasn't homophobic to come and teach the gay lesson. Not kidding. And he was like, known as person. At least like, you got gay. gay. Yeah, he I was going to say. Because he doesn't think it's wrong. <laughs> See, we wow. didn't, we literally had condom on a banana. I think if budget is tight, then show the, the class my YouTube videos. <laughs> it's free. free. It's free. Also, I'll, I'll donate my book to your school library, maybe. <laughs> Depending on how many schools maybe are like, yeah. Crowdfund like, like, ah. should crowdfund a banging book club, like minibus, or like huge double-decker bus like Spice World. I feel like you've mentioned this multiple times as a concept. Uh, if I keep saying it, people, <laughs> it's like confirmation bias, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. Um, should we do like two more questions? Yeah, yeah that's good. Cool. Hey. Um, Hi, Rowan. Hey, Rowan. How's it going? Um, so, <laughs> um, so obviously you had some like really, really diverse contributors to the book. I was wondering when you kind of sent out the commissions to people, were there any you got back and you were like, man, I really want to research this subject more. Like this is something that I hadn't really thought about and it kind of took you on a bit of a uh, an interesting tangent in terms of stuff you wanted to learn about. Ooh, I like your question. It's very, it's a very Rowan question. Be like, did you want to do more research? <laughs> I love research. I'm Rowan and I love research. Um, kind of, I think, um, to be honest, at the time, I don't think I had brain space to do that or like breathing room, like even if like I wanted to go down that route. Definitely the feminist porn industry side of things because when I met Erica, she was like, check out this um, production company, this production company. Like, cause also she's, that's really fun research. She's, she's based Can in Barcelona. we Bar have a feminist yeah. porn? Oh my goodness. She's, she's based in Barcelona. No, I was thinking I, a mini-sode. <laughs> I would want to touch myself, and that might make you feel uncomfortable. Yes, it but, would. Um, <laughs> Can confirm. So she's based in Barcelona, and she was being like, oh, there's, you know, feminist porn production companies based in the UK as well. And I was like, oh. And then I've, like, still not, not gotten a chance to, like, look them up and stuff. Um, definitely stuff around disability and sex. So I was really excited that we got to do that mini-sode. Um, and I got to uh, interview Jenny and Emily because um, that was just something that um, Ricky's chapter just kind of like opened like a whole, a whole new world um, of stuff that I was like, I've not been taught this and I have no idea how this works or um, what this is like because it's just never occurred to me before because uh, checking my able-bodied privilege. Um, but yeah, that kind of, yeah. Thanks, Rowan. Thanks for contributing to my book as well. Thanks for writing a book. Yeah. <laughs> Um, one more question. Sorry, I got the Oh, hi, Jazza. <laughs> hi, Jazza yeah. from the internet. Um, uh, Hannah, first of all, you have done what so few people have been able to do, and you've stayed true to yourself and written something that's really brilliant and educational, and that is really outstanding. Stop it. And as, like, uh, like, I know that all of your friends are proud of you, and I'm sure that all of your viewers and listeners are proud of you as well, so well fucking done. Thank you. Um, <laughs> 
I just wanted to make you cry. <laughs> um, also, so the wonderful thing about um, YouTube and books is that you get to reach this broad audience, but so often the people that are going to need this information the most are not going to have access to this book or to your videos or to this podcast. What do you think needs to happen in order to make sure that as many people consume this as possible? Um, we've talked about like the curriculum to a certain extent. Um, how can we get this in as many laps as possible? Um, well, first of all, I saw recently that it's currently like three pounds something on Amazon. So like <laughs> crap it while it's cheap. Um, but also I think we're hopefully planning on Get taking like snippets of the book and making pamphlets out of them and distributing them to schools. So hopefully that's something that happens. And also this year, um, and hopefully for the years to come, um, I'm, a, I'm an ambassador for Brooke, the sexual health charity, and they often go into loads of schools and they're really on board with kind of pooling in their resources and all of their knowledge and their connections with like young people across the country and then also um, the reach that I have and um, and all of that and hopefully doing something really special um, there. I think it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of about like pooling in as many resources as possible really because, you know, I'm one person, Brooke is one organisation and, and everyone else that I have worked with and will work with in the future, it's kind of like everyone, you know, does, it's kind of like bit by bit hopefully we'll get there and then September 2019 uh SRE mandatory in all schools although we have a general election in like in, in, oh, a, yeah, in a few weeks no. so we'll see you but yeah on that note SRE September 2019 I won't have a job anymore no <laughs> um I think we should leave it there but there's one more thing that we have to do I know what it is I think to end a banging book club podcast and that is the question would you have sex with this book? I would have frequent consensual sex with this yes! book. Yes! <laughs> enthusiastic and frequent consensual yeah. sex yeah, 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 yeah. with this book. Maybe um, experimental. Ooh. Yeah. Now that I've read it, I'm like, what is possible? <laughs> with all 14 kinds of contraception at once. <laughs> oh, once. Extra safe. Oh, my goodness. Would and you have sex with this book, Anna? Uh, yeah, I think I probably already have. What about you guys? <laughs> yeah, would you guys have sex with sex, this book? Sex with a book. Thank Woo! you. It's not weird. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for coming tonight. I really hope that you have enjoyed it. Thank you, dear listeners, for listening to our podcast. Um, make sure that you subscribe on iTunes and leave us nice reviews and follow us on Twitter at Banging Book Club. Next month, we are reading, I don't know the full title of it, Lena, Aristotle. Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe, which is a really, really, really great book. And if you haven't read anything from this list and you just like listening to tell? us talk about clits, then like now is the time to now start the time reading to read it. Um, and we've got a mini-sode coming out in a couple of weeks where me and Lucy interviewed Ash Hardell about her book and her YouTube channel. And, and we're all, all in the that. same room, guys. I know, we're actually like physically together. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.